0: From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey James, I'm glad that we have a chance to chat today and we have an episode where it's just you and me talking about a pretty interesting topic. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing good. I I definitely agree. I think this topic is a good topic and could be a a loaded topic for everyone out there. So uh, hopefully we'll see where it goes.
0: Okay, I, I I do think it's it's one that's sensitive because it's you know, we're going to talk about um, compensation for AV professionals and programmers, uh, and and there's a lot of talk about this on uh, Twitter. There's been dialogue uh, in 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 various capacities, and 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 no, by no means is there one answer for anything, and there's and we always are advocates for everyone making as much money as they are worth. So I just wanna start there. Um, but but a, if you listen to our past couple of episodes where we had Richard Mitchell on, um, it wasn't necessarily a topic that he brought up, but it just happened to come up in conversation where we were talking about um, the roles of programmers and, and um, their value and also James, was talking about how in the IT industry, programmers are paid a lot more than they are in the AV industry. So, James, I'll, I'll kind of let you take it from there and and uh, walk us through this topic.
1: Sure. Um. Thank you, Steve. As we mentioned in the last uh, a couple episodes, we talked about, and as we see on Twitter and everywhere, is I I do feel that AV as a whole is paid less. To our counterparts of IT and that's really where it becomes a sad part because basically we're doing the same jobs we just have different titles and to me when that happens it's almost like you're saying well AB is not as important and we know it is important and if we do bring the value we do bring the skills and the knowledge to the table and but you're not willing to compensate us for that. And that's where I feel that we need to bring AEV as a whole up to the IT pay scale.
0: So um, I, I come at it from a little bit of a different angle and we'll, we'll kind of get into that, but but kind of tell me a little bit about where where you think that stems from. Is it something that is an education? Is it is something where there's less respect for the value that AV provides? Is it maybe more of a systemic issue where they just never paid AV people uh, the amount, uh, or is it looked at as a different caliber role? I know I asked a lot of questions there, but I'm just curious.
1: A lot of questions, but they all kind of point to one thing. And I think this is where we, the AV industry has talked about this since, I don't know, years of no one knows who we are. Like just the other day, just yesterday, I was having a interview for with a student worker to work for the my team. And we went for the whole interview and we talked about the job duty and all that stuff. And at the end, I asked if they had any question. And he came back and he's like, hey, a couple of questions, and But one of his questions was, what is AV? And uh, so I had to explain to him what AV was, and I think that's really what what it is is we are still looked at as those people pushing the carts in, and they make the VCR stop blinking. And so, as a society, it's almost like, well, y- you don't really have the skill set that you know a Python programmer does, but. AV programming is using Python or you don't have the same skill set or skill set as a computer tech replacing hardware, but AV is using hardware and we're replacing them. Like, you know, we we are using the same skill set, but I think as a society, we're not looked at that way because AV does a horrible job at marketing what we do.
0: So you would think about that in the last couple of years, you know, we're talking, we're recording this in 2022 post, um, well, coming out of the, the pandemic um, still in, in the, you know, a COVID world, but, but back to more in person, if it wasn't for AV, how would business have been able, I mean, I can't even imagine that even with all of the, the assistance and even with everything that went on to keep business going financially, we would have survived because I I just don't think, and AV is really what made it happen, in my opinion.
1: Oh, I agree with you there. And a lot of people started to see more value in AV because of that. But then I also go to this notion is go ask your parents. They know what Zoom is. But ask them, is that AV or IT? They're probably going to say, hey, that's technology. That's IT. They're not going to call it AV. Like, that's the thing is people, I mean, we all walk around with AV in our pocket, a cell phone. But they're called tech giants. They're tech companies. Apple, Google. These people, these companies are known as tech giants or IT giants but they are making devices that have cameras microphones displays all av products
0: interesting thought there so so i wonder, so is it is it a, a branding thing is it a, is it a labeling or terminology thing that is is holding us back um the you know so so from my perspective um i have two things that i i could share one is that I am a big believer in that the the, the the compensation, the attention, the value is provided when you satisfy a niche. And if you're just a generalist in any type of a field, if it, whether it's in technology, whether it's in IT, whether it's a programmer, whether it's a, uh, a, a computer technician, you, you're you're a generalist and as we know, you, you know, in the medical field is probably the best example of that. Generalists and specialists are two different leagues. So we are really specialists. Uh, AV represents a specialty within technology and within IT and within the computer world. So it should draw greater attention because we know some, but what we do, not everybody can do. So to me, there that spells we should have more demand and with more demand should be in higher compensation and higher reward, let's call it. Um, and then, and, and you know, when I, I look at this too, you can look at it from a business perspective, you can look at it from an individual perspective. And then if you really are going to niche down within that, you are filling a certain role that as a programmer, that is even a smaller subset. So there should be uh, even a higher value given to that that position. I don't, you know, I live in one world and one aspect and one view of this, but I have found that programmers demand a good, good a good amount of money, um, especially those that are essential to the operation of a company, whether it's they are in a software company where that's really what they focus on and they sell or they are, you know one uh, of one or one of two in an organization that fill, fill this role that the the programming, role has to be done in order to be able to deliver the product of an integrated system. So I just said a lot of things, but I but I, I tried to really bring things back to, you know, the various points that I wanted to cover there. and that's why it kind of surprises me when um, we've talked about there being a,, um, a difference because from my perspective, I I realized that, there are people that make a lot more money than we do, I, no doubt. But I do feel like we, we're poised to to do that, to make more money.
1: I I understand what you're saying, especially on the programming side, because I do see folks who I I almost want to say I take advantage of it. Is as you mentioned, like if you have one programmer, that person basically can sit there and ask for whatever they want because they don't get it they walk away and what are you going to do you know like take an example is if you have a family vehicle and you you're a one vehicle family one car for your family and that car is having problems and you take it to the shop and they say hey this is going to cost you a million dollars yes i'm using a high number there you're either going to pay that million dollars or you're going to buy a new vehicle. You, you have no options. Now, if you are a multi-car family and one car has a problem, then yeah, you can be like, okay, I'm going to shop around. I can find, or that can wait. Like it's not a problem, but yes, that's the problem I feel is you do have people who generally say, well, you know, you can't do this without me. You're going to pay me whatever you, I think it, it should be. And there are some people who do take advantage of that and put a high number on their line item. And then you'll have folks like Steve and myself who see that line item and be like, yeah, no, it, that's, a, that's too high. No way we're paying that much. Could we know better? Um, it's, that's a problem. It's people are take, trying to take advantage of the unknown situation the way I take it.
0: And and on the flip side is you know for me I, I I really try to look at things through a business lens and if if we could charge more and we can get more and we can provide value and clients are willing to pay that that needs that reward needs to be there it's it it's it goes it's a two way street like we 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 win together we lose together we we need to be able to to say that um, if I'm selling programming and my, and my my services are, are, and we're getting paid well for our services. I want to pass that down to the people that are are making it happen. Um, the the um, The flip side is is that knowing how your skills uh, are valued in the market and being able to be realistic about that. So, uh, but but uh, it's it's a very interesting topic because I think that it comes from a lot of different angles. And I think that there are some organizations that are realistic or that are um, trying to be more fair. And then there are others that aren't. Now I'm thinking within our, our industry, but but where you're coming from is you're saying that our industry isn't respected enough. And that, that's something that I think we, we have to look at together as a group and say that we either need to say that we, um, we value ourselves as higher to start, and then we also need to demand more
1: that and I wouldn't go as far as a that we're not respected. It's that we're unknown, and that's kind of our own fault because we you know you look at any plays, your stage crew are the unknown people you're they're dressed all black, they're not supposed to be seen. uh that's what we are. AV, we are people in the background, we're not supposed to be seen. Um, which, so theoretically we're doing that and that's actually hurting us in as a society wise, because no one knows what it is. Let's take an example with projector mapping and you have events out there, like, you know, take a hockey event. They do tons of projector mapping on the ice. How I many people sitting in their stands understand that's AV? They don't. They just see it. This is cool. This is given that wow factor. But they don't know, be like, hey, I want to do that. What do I do to go do that? They have no clue. And we've done a horrible job at that, doing that um, as an uh, industry, as an AV industry. We've done a horrible job at saying what we do, what value we bring, and what we can do for You as a society, we know we could sit here and, and like, for example, me being AV, I know, well, fair well what a third-party program company does and what value they bring. But if I wasn't in AV, say I was just a high school tech manager, IT person, you know, who has to handle servers and has to handle security and cameras and AV as well, maybe I don't know. and. You know, and I don't know the value a third program company brings uh, or a integrator company brings. And then you have those people who take advantage and give black eyes. Because um, I actually had that, not even AV wise. Um, I had a friend of mine who served on the school board of a local school contact me. He's like, hey, we just got a, this quote in for a whole bunch of Chromebooks. And he told me what it was. And he's like, this seems extremely high," And he's like, what's, what's your take? And I, of course, I, I came to him. And I was like, look, I don't know what the full quote is. So I can't tell you. But I go, I know I got my kids Chromebooks a lot cheaper than that. <laughs> I was like. But it's like, again, I don't know what kind of service. It's like, I can't tell you. There might be warranties that's provided. There might be services. There's a lot to it. I don't know. I don't have the contract in front of me. I can't tell you. But I do know if, if you go out and buy these brands, they're cheaper. But again, like I said, you got to look at apples and apples when you compare. And that's just doing technology. Like a lot of times, especially us in higher ed uh, in schools, is people see that. And because there's so much red tape, they feel they can take advantage. Because once you get past that red tape, you don't have to deal with the red tape. And for people who try to jump in, they see all the red tape, so they don't want to get in. So now the market is hard, uh, not as competitive. So you're almost kind of stuck. And again, in that situation going, well, you know, this is what they're offering. We have no one else to do it. This is what we got to pay them when we know really it shouldn't be that value. But again, I think as a whole compared to society, AVs looked at as unknown and no one really knows what we do and what to do with us and how to market us.
0: So I guess the million dollar question that we have to either pose and love to hear from the audience, because this is should I think, strike a chord with many of you is is how do we change it? What what is this something, because I, and I, and I'm a believer of, we don't wait for somebody to change it for us. We have to, we have to take action and change it. And I think that that's also why we put out content the way we do. That's why we educate. That's why we get involved in different groups in different industries, but uh, I guess the question I'll ask is, are we too insulated where we're just always talking to each other, which we, which we enjoy doing and is very rewarding. And we, we have so much, um, uh, um, I think pride in who we are and what we do, but maybe we don't do a good enough job of reaching out to the rest of society and providing, um, more insight, you know, the, If we can invite more people to our trade show to appreciate what we do, uh, I think not only will they be amazed uh, and say this is AV, but they'll also be very welcomed and be very impressed with the type of people that we have in in the industry from my perspective.
1: I agree with you. I just got two comments. One on that uh, about being that change, I agree. With you. I've always been saying that if you want change, you got to be that change. And that kind of stems from a meme I saw years ago. It was a picture of a sign. And all it said was, life comes to no remote. You have to get up to change it. And that's really is, you got to put the work in. And going back to how do we get that change, we got to hit the grade schools. We have to hit the young generation and let them know our field and what we can do for them and what, how they can market. I mean, I, I, the literal side tangent. We have talked about this uh, on other episodes, I think on here, but also other podcasts I have. But like, I don't know how many people are on LinkedIn and follow Tammy uh as she, I know she used to work for you, Steve, but she sh- sh- shared a story of a little girl who was a play by play announcer for her, her local baseball team uh little League. she never thought that was a career for her until she was at a major league baseball and heard a female announcer and that story is a whole there's a whole bunch of things, there, but that's true like knowing that that is a valuable career and a markable career not just for young females not just for minority but for anybody and that we do a horrible job at that i mean ask anyone how they got in av it's a oh i fell into the industry why are we falling into this industry this is a great industry we all love it but we're all falling into it why again we do a horrible job at marketing
0: yeah i I, I did read that story and it was really great and it's it just makes you think about some things and about you know the different biases and and just the importance of how we need to make an impression on young people because their their perspective is only based on what they see and what their experience is um so but but yeah I I am I, um, I I definitely respect and and um applaud all the things that you're saying because it's it's important I think so maybe what we're we need to look at in the future for for both this show and and other ways is trying to highlight more of those people who are new, newer to the industry and um, give them a voice and a platform, but also try to figure out how do we get more of them uh, what what brought them here and what advice do they have to help bring more people in? Um, and I know that that's been uh, a plight of NSCA with their Ignite program, and they they have uh, uh, there. There's several companies that take advantage of the grant that they provide for interns, and I know that several manufacturers are. Uh, Crestron included, um, have very big internship programs, which I, uh, I, very, I think is is a great way to expose people. Because even if those people don't end up working for those companies, they still have gotten a taste and they could tell their friends. And maybe there's somebody that they know that will end up being in the industry. So it's, I
1: agree. Um, and again, I, I the internship is great, but I think that's too late. Uh, research shows, especially for young females, you got to hit them when they're 12. Hmm. Around 12 is when they start you know, taking their path of what they want to do. And I think that the VIX of Women Council did a great job with the Rivers, the Rosie Rivers campaign. And what they were actually doing in those kits was they were putting flyers and marking of AV in there, which is what needs to be done that's where we if we want to make that change we got to get into the sixth seventh grade get into stem and really show what ab can do
0: yeah i i i think there's been so many people that have wanted that so that that's great advice and i i have been following that and and if you want to learn more actually about that, AV Nation has a great special, AV Nation special on Rosie Riveters, which I, I, I got a lot of value out of. And I also need to plug another show that just rebooted on AV Nation called The AV Profession. And uh, they, they are trying to bring to light some of the newcomers to the industry. So that that's another way you can learn more. Um, but I think this has been a great conversation. It, it's certainly not the last time we're going to talk about it. Um, but, but, uh, we'd love to hear from you out there, um, your comments, your thoughts, we touched on a few different areas, so I'm sure that it's going to strike a chord, but, but please reach out to us and, uh, James, how, how can they reach you and, uh, learn more about the content that you're putting out?
1: Uh, as always, uh, Twitter, AB underscore James King, uh, AB and AM. That's where you normally find me. Uh, writer for the Higher Ed Digital Magazine, IT and AV column, uh, member HEPMA, crew member on AV Life. Again, you Google me, you'll find me.
0: Absolutely. And for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media, uh, Twitter and LinkedIn are where I am most present. Uh, you can also listen to another uh, control and programming related podcast called A State of Control on Aviation, which I mentioned earlier, that's at Uh You could also uh, read some of the things that I write on my company blog at controlconcepts.net as well as even network and commercial integrator. Uh, But we really want to hear from you and uh, please uh, leave us a rating, review, reach out to us on social um, and check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. So that's what we have for today. And this has been Ask the Programmer.